Welcome to Osnap, candid conversations about business and life with your hosts Amy and Rosie, owners of Snap, a community, education and inspiration forum for photographers and creatives. Hi Rosie. <laughs> hey. Hey Amy. <laughs> How are you today? I am full of cooked breakfast. I'm feeling good about it. Mm, yeah, the breakfast is good. Was really I enjoyed nice. it. Although my appetite wasn't that big today. I think it was maybe the wine we drank last night. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Giving away all of our secrets. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Feeling a little bit tired. Um, but, um, yeah, otherwise good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling quite positive. Yeah. Like, 2023's been okay so far. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. No. Not for me, but um, it's okay. It can can only get better, right? That's the... That's the... It's positive. You made a positive decision for yourself. Positive change. It's just that now you have to do the hard stuff that comes with making that decision. Yeah. So, and that's okay. Yeah. Perfectly okay. Sitting in it at the moment, trying to let it move through you. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, um, I'm proud of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. Um, lots of people. I think we probably should do an episode on decision making and doing hard things. Maybe. Um, at some point. Um, but not today. <laughs> no, today it's too raw. <laughs> Um, I'm a big believer that you talk about hard things in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot that I learn from this experience. Mm. Life is just one big learning experience. God. <laughs> um, and and actually, that does lead in nicely yeah. to like what we are going to talk about <laughs> um, on today's therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> As we've gone on, they definitely, like, I mean, to be fair, the last episode was less like therapy. Yeah. But it, it was more like a CBT session. Yeah. <laughs> it was and actionable. The, pra- the practical tools to help deal with shit. Um, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, today we're going to be talking about the big B word, boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and how your business is your business. Yeah. Um, I feel like I spent 33 years without any boundaries. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then, and then had some therapy. (laughs) You describe yourself as a recovering people pleaser, don't you? Yes, very much so. And I can still really heavily lean into that. And I think that kind of goes back to the autism as well. I think it's very common with people who have, who are autistic like trying to fit in yeah it's your mask you want you want to please people you want to feel connected you want mm. to be likable because you're kind of feeling like everything Exposed. else is fine. Yeah, exactly yeah, makes sense um but boundaries are really important um incredibly yep. important yep, 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 yep. um and i also feel that a lot of self-employed people especially in the early stages of people's career lack them um mostly because of the people pleasing aspect not because of anything else. Yeah, and also I think, like, when you first start out, you're just trying to get all the work you can. 
<coughs> so you, um, you you maybe do things that you. It sounds really dodgy if I say do things that you're not comfortable with, but like, do you you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, and I think it's prolific in women. You give a discount just because you've been like, asked for one, or like, yeah, you you stay longer than you you said that like you, your contract agrees because you know you don't feel like you can say no in the moment and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, and it's really um, I, I, and I think as well if you don't have boundaries in place, especially with clients. Mm. I'm a big believer in managing expectations um, <laughs> and having like expectations at a certain level and then having the choice to over deliver if you want to yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with over delivering it's just it, you've, yeah it's a choice it's not um, it's, it's not a mandatory thing yeah well I think a lot of people can feel like they have to do those things because yeah. they've been asked um I find with weddings in particular, boundaries can go out the window very quickly because you have it in your head that this is someone's special day. It's very emotional. Um, and so therefore you need to bend over backwards. Um, but yeah, I think if you don't have boundaries in, if you don't have boundaries in place early on um, with your clients, then you're going to be setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, um, mostly because they're confused and they don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, uh, and we were talking, um, I can't remember if this was recorded session or not recorded. Like, it's all blurring into one yeah. conversation. I spent a lot of time talking, me and Amy. Um, which is why these podcasts are going so well, in our opinion. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we were talking about... Uh, someone who'd, who'd emailed you um, and been like, uh, if for the amount you're charging, you should be more flexible for your time. Yeah, so this, this was the other day. <coughs> um, and um, the basically, I got a text message from someone saying that they really liked my work, they wanted to talk to me. This was like Saturday evening as well. Mm. Um, so I'm already like... It's always my choice if I want to respond in the yeah. evenings. I try not to respond in the evenings because I think I'm late. I'm setting the boundary yeah. of I don't converse with you at that time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was, I was waiting for my luggage in the airport. I had nothing else to do, so I thought <laughs> I'd, I'd respond. Um, and, you know, I point, pointed them in the direction of my website um, and they were kind of like, we really want to talk to you. Can you talk Monday morning? And I went back and I was like, I, I can talk Monday morning, but it needs to be after 11am because I have my mornings to myself. That's mm. a part of how I choose to run my business. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, they'd obviously gone onto my pricing page, seen how much I cost, and they came back and they were like, well, if you're that expensive, then you should probably, like, think about making yourself more available. <laughs> And you're like, mate. And already, because I've laid that boundary, mm. they've failed at the first hurdle. Mm. I now know that this is not a person that, that I want to work, work for. With, yeah. Because they're going to be someone who um, takes will actively try to take advantage or manipulate me or expect me to work in a certain way. And, and I don't do my business... So my clients can run me. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, and, and so I think, yeah, just having having those boundaries in place really early on, just filter out the people who are going to potentially be quite mm. difficult down the line, um, which is really important to me because 
I kind of want as easy a life as possible. <laughs> Do we all love that? <laughs> I get it a lot. Um, I, I mean, it's def- definitely a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Definitely like, or rather, um, uh, want people to like me. Yeah. Rather than necessarily to please other people, it's very much kind of like an insecurity thing. Um, and especially kind of, um, I have this big thing with my pricing. Um, and like getting into my head about whether I'm charging too much and that kind of stuff so I feel like then when I've gotten to it so most of my stuff happens at events yeah so it will be people crossing lines once I'm actually there um, and it will be stuff like oh uh, we're running late so oh. can you you so, had this before Christmas <clears throat> didn't you yeah so um, uh for anyone who hasn't listened to previous episodes or doesn't know us, I'm a singer, so um, quite a lot of what I do is waiting around. <laughs> <laughs> you're, one of, you're, you're one of the band, I, the one that yeah. steals the food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so if things are running late or whatever, um, I kind of I have that like mental boundary. I'm not I'm not an asshole about it. I, I kind of I I think if you're if you've been booked to play a certain time. Especially if it's earlier on in the day and maybe you have other shit to get to later on Mm -hmm. after your gig's finished. Um, I tend to give it, like, you've got, like, half an hour's leeway with me. I think any more than half an hour and you're taking the piss. Yeah. Um, And I, I, like, I don't mind running into breaks and stuff. That's that's fine. But it all just gets a bit, gets a bit sticky. I've done a lot of, I find it's more corporate stuff where they take the piss. Yeah, I I would say because I lay boundaries really early on, mm. um, I I have very few problems with clients. Like, Maybe I need to look at, like, early on in my journey. I do, like, I do it really early on in the consultation stage. I think, and I think as you, as you progress and mm. you run your business for however long, you learn from these lessons. Like, I've definitely had it in the past where mm. I've had difficult clients. Um, and I think as a photographer as well, how I've defined my style and the way I work, um, and that's how I want to work. That's what makes me happy, and also that's what makes me do a good job. Yeah. Um, like that's why my clients like me. So by laying this groundwork like early on, so like with the woman and the wolf, the thing I have in place is um, when people want to book, I don't generally do consultation calls. Like it's all over okay. email. Um, because I found early on that I would do calls with people before they booked and I'd go into like planning a session what I'd want because it's kind yeah. of like a boat it's really easy just to kind of fall into that yeah. of course I get excited and <laughs> um and then I'm I'm giving them ideas and locations like I'm doing work mm. and I've not been paid yet mm. and there's no guarantee that they're going to book me so I, I generally get to so I do I do consultations before People. I do for weddings. Ah, uh, okay. So, okay. so it's different for weddings than it is for the branding. Right. Um, uh, because what can happen is that they can then take my ideas and go to a cheaper photographer. And I've had that happen before. Oh, man, that's up. So I'm really clear at the early stages when they're like, oh, can we have a chat? And I'm like, yep, we can have a five-minute chat. You can ask me any questions about the packages and what you feel might work. But I'm not going into planning a session yeah. with you. I don't do any shoot planning until Until after the booking has been confirmed and the booking fee has been paid. And I'm just really clear about that. That's fair. Especially given that you've had that experience. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time, they then just book over email. 
and and it's fine and they know and I think as well having a level of assertiveness in Mm. your business and being assertive and having clear boundaries not just in business but in relationships as well you help people feel safer around you I feel really unsafe around people who don't have boundaries. Yeah, I, d- I definitely like to know where I stand in things. Yeah. And it, it does make you... Like, if I know what I'm doing, and I know what's expected of me, I d- yeah, I do feel calmer. Yeah, because it's communication. Yeah. Boundaries are just communication. And for most of our clients within the wedding world, yeah. they've probably never organised an event before. Yeah. So they're... They, they don't know the right questions to ask. They don't know how things work. They don't know what the ins and outs are. So that consultation stage, that pre-booking stage, is your opportunity to educate mm. and lay that future groundwork. Um, I tend to, like, I definitely think my wedding clients are better at it than my corporate clients. Like, the... <laughs> I don't know, it's like an attitude that they have. Like, my wedding clients tend to be just really grateful that they've got me. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously is lovely, but I've definitely had it, especially because I do a lot of um, like afternoon stuff and ceremony stuff, so I'm kind of, by five o'clock I'm done, mm. um, which obviously means if I want to, I can then go and do an evening gig somewhere else, um, yeah. which which I have done before, um, or, you know, had evening social plans or whatever, like a life outside of that particular job, so I, I tend to kind of... Um, be like, yes, we're flexible, but like this is the hard finish time. Yeah. Um, I have to be gone by this point. Yeah. Um, because I have, I have plans, exactly. and I don't. I didn't necessarily always give them details either. No, like, you don't no need to. About, um, <laughs> the guy who emailed saying about being flexible. Yeah. Um, like, th- you you kind of went. Oh, I I do my morning routine before. So, like this, I, I I wouldn't have given him that information. I'd have just gone. I'm available after eleven. Yeah, maybe I should have done that. And I think like withholding because you don't have to give people reasons. No, no, you don't. You don't actually. owe them anything. And I think I'm I'm I I'm getting better at that. Yeah. Like I've stopped you feel using. Like you have to justify. Yeah, yourself. I've stopped using the word sorry. Ooh, I have not. I have a real problem with sorry. Because <laughs> um, I was fine. I'm trying to think of an example, but I was finding that sometimes in my communication, when I was saying no to something, I was then offering up an, an apology at the yeah. same time. And yeah, then you don't need to. I'm like, I don't need to apologize for this. Like, I haven't done anything wrong. Mm. This is just how I'm going to do it's it. Just, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think less of the word sorry. Um, but yeah, I just, I just feel like people feel safer with me because I'm clear on communication and mm. I'm clear on my processes and what their journey will, with me will be like mm. um and laying that early on in that consultation stage I just I I, I then either have the wrong people say no which is great um and I have the so right people say yes what do, what do you do when you're when you're like how do you assert your boundaries so I'm just very clear on how I work so like so usually when um within a consultation i leave a lot of room for them to ask questions um and then i kind of fill in gaps but i just make it clear especially around how i work at a wedding that i'm not someone who does tons of group photos if they want someone who does tons of group photos i am not the right photographer for them Mm. because then later down the line I can, if they suddenly give me a list of 30 group photos, I can go back and be like, Uh, where has this come from? (laughs) But also just ask them, like, what's happened? Because this is not what we discussed. Agreed. Um, And um, 
also just like talking about things like copyright and how I use the photos mm. and what what my marketing processes is because I know that a lot of photographers have issues with people saying like down the line oh we don't want you to use the images or they have problems with couples giving suppliers photos and it's like well did you have a conversation with them about how you work with this mm. have you got a system in place to mm. make sure that it goes right like have you actually asserted yourself in yeah. this area um and also like things like timings like what we were talking about mm. before like I have I had a booking recently for a really lovely wedding um that's six hours um and I I'm a little bit aware that that's potentially going to go over so I've already had the conversation with them at the booking stage that you know when they've got their final timings in place, we might need to add extra hours. Because I don't want to find myself at the wedding being yeah. like, oh, I'm going home now. And they're like, oh, but this is happening. Can you yeah. stay? I don't want to be no. in that position. No. I already it's want hard it to say to no. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also I had it a couple of years ago where they booked a like six hour package and it all ran really late. And it got to like, the speeches were meant to happen at like four. I was finishing at five. They still weren't sat down at 10 to five. And they oh, were like, yeah. And they were like, oh, can you stay to cover the speeches? It's only like 20 minutes. And I was like, no, I'm finishing at five. If you want to pay for an additional yeah. hour, then I can invoice you afterwards. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're not that fast. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. this. So like, <laughs> I had a thing um, before Christmas where uh, so Christmas corporate do where um, we were booked to play a few different sets um, and then I was booked to do solo stuff uh, kind of later on in the evening for a more party thing uh, atmosphere and then um, a DJ was going to take over from me um, and the way that it kind of a little bit complicated in terms of equipment because I was supposed to be going through DJ's equipment and it so I hadn't brought some of the stuff that I would ordinarily have brought um DJ never turned up so I'm kind of (laughs) in this situation (laughs) where like there should there is a party happening and I've kind of I've put a playlist on after my set because I oh they were running late as well so they were running late I was supposed to do an hour um, I think I ended up doing like 20 minutes because I was like, I'm not doing any, it's not my problem. No, if, it's not. If you've had too many drinks upstairs um, and now you're not getting your full hour. So when they all came downstairs and they were, because like the party bit was in the basement, um, when like I spoke to the organisers and I was like, oh, you've, you've got 20 minutes of your time left, just so you know, just because I didn't want them being like, oh, where'd they buggered off to? Um so you have 20 minutes. Also, where's your DJ? <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll go find them. Da, 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 da. So I did my 20 minutes. Uh, and I did actually do a, like a, a little bit longer because I thought, oh, maybe there's some, some kind of issue. And I yeah. like to be a bit flexible, but that was my choice. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I don't want to leave the room completely silent because that's weird <laughs> after, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard then to get it back going again. Um, so I stuck a playlist on and I went and found the organisers and I was like, oh, your DJ? Where's your DJ? And they were like, oh, yeah, we were going to ask you. <laughs> he hasn't turned up, so we were wondering if you could maybe do some more singing. And I just kind of looked at them and I was like, what the fuck? Like, who does... Who one just kind of goes, oh, yeah, we were going to ask you. Like, I should have left half an hour <laughs> yeah. ago. Like, 
if I was a worse supplier than I am, like I would have just packed off and yeah, pa- packed off and left. Um, so I was like, well, no, I'm not doing any singing. Um, but you can keep this playlist on for the next hour and a half if you want. And they were like, oh, thank you. And I was like, no, 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 it's gonna cost you this much because I'm now on like overtime, motherfucker. Like, yeah. So you will pay me this much. And he was like, yeah, 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 of course, that's fine. Da, da, da. But you think, like, if I hadn't said anything... They would have just taken it for free. They would totally have just taken it for free. I think this is the issue. People don't think they can assert themselves I've and ask that. for what they want. I definitely didn't... I've, I, I've definitely been screwed a few times in, like, when I first started, kind of thinking that I okay. owed people. Exactly. Um, and least when you do assert that boundary, yeah. most people come to meet it. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I mean I told him I wanted a certain amount and he was like oh I'll add a sweetener in there for you so I was like hey Chris in but like uh, if I hadn't have said anything he would have taken that for free yeah of course because why would you yeah. <laughs> you know you have to ask for what you want and you have to say how you're gonna work and what that's gonna cost people and that made me feel better afterwards as well instead of just being like oh they're taking the piss now i'm like well hey i've earned an extra x amount of money x amount of money um and it turned it into a positive experience for me and for the client because they yeah. were getting a bargain exactly um and it everyone just felt better rather than if i'd stood there and done it resentfully in the corner like glaring at everyone while they did the time walk or whatever yeah it just would have been a horrible horrible Join us this April for Snap 23, the photography festival you've been looking for to help you learn, grow and develop your business in a setting that is strictly informal. Nestled in the Peak District over four days, you'll be learning from amazing speakers and join your fellow photographers in taking part in workshops, styled shoots and photo walks before settling in for campfire chats and board games in the evening. Want to find out more? Visit snapphotofestival.com like the biggest things with photography is like when couples get their photos Mm. or when the client gets their photos and I feel like so many people just aren't clear Mm. on on this um I really feel like um like post-wedding the things that you do and that you have in place and also communicating that before the wedding you set that up before yeah so like my lead time is six weeks but I have an editor so I can do it faster I never have couples chase me for photos because it's very clear about what's going to happen yeah Yeah. and um I you know give them a decent preview um I then communicate in the preview how long it's going to be so I'm reminding them even though so I'm kind of reasserting those boundaries throughout the entire relationship so they know what's going to happen most people's anxiety and frustration comes from when they don't know yeah um so yeah telling kind of telling them when that's going to happen. But also I have it in my contract that okay. that, that lead thinking. time yeah. can change. Because if I have oh, stuff... Okay. Yeah, so I have it like, the lead time will be six weeks after the wedding, you'll get a preview within a week. Um, and um, then, I, then I say that that lead time could be subject to change if the photographer has illness or personal problems, but it will be communicated. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because we I go through shit, don't we? Exactly. I kind of want to remind people that I'm that a human a person, being. Yeah. I, I think wedding photographers, in particular, they have a really bad habit of dehumanizing themselves because it's a wedding. And yeah, so you put yourself 
you put your game face on and you put your like yeah you think you have to do bend over backwards because it's a yeah. wedding it's like the most special day of someone's life and it's like no you are working you still have rights <laughs> yeah you're still a person you're a human being <laughs> you deserve to be treated and spoken to in a certain way but I just have very few problems just because I have these boundaries in place and my my clients they know how I'm going to work mm. and they know how they're going to be treated and they know what their experience is going to be um as opposed to like the not knowing or bad communication and I mean, part of my communication I think as well is in my terms and conditions yeah so I um when I'm sending out I don't really do a contract as such I do you have to sign my terms and conditions and in my terms and conditions um it's like the payment schedule um so it kind of acts like a contract but it, it's also like a list of things I will accept <laughs> So, um, like, even the most kind of, um, the, the most recent addition um, is stuff about if I feel, it's a bit sad, but if I feel physically threatened. Yeah. Or, um, I, like, if there are, if there's hostile behaviour towards me. Um, or harassment. And, and harassment. Um, and, and that is def- as defined by me then I will leave. This is what will happen. And you will not be entitled to a discount. Um, and, yeah. And I think just kind of, like, having that in there means that everybody knows. Because, um, yeah, I've had some horrendous stuff happen to me at gigs before and not felt like I've been any been in any sort of position of power mm. to kind of take control of that situation. There's been a big conversation about this in wedding photography Mm. as well over the last year um just want to give a shout out to kim williams actually um who did an incredible post last year which was what men did to me in 2021 Mm. um and that really brought to the forefront of what can happen Mm. particularly to women at weddings um i know that it also does happen to some men um but you know you're in a space where there's a lot of drunk people yeah um sometimes you're alone yeah you're working alone um this is i've made changes this year Mm. i'm not going to be alone at weddings i have a male assistant coming with me that's my new boundary because that is going to help me feel safer because i have also had these experiences at weddings like i had one last year where um uh i had one in 2021 where someone grabbed my hair and started shouting at me um and i had um another situation last year which seems like it's a heart it's quite funny it's just play but you know i had a family member a male family member from the wedding on the dance floor come and grab me and pick me up and start like swinging me around and then giving me like a kiss on the cheek and it's like don't touch me (laughs) like and then i feel so anxious after that and i've had to really like deal with some anxiety over the last year over how i've been treated or spoken to at weddings sadly by male guests um and so yeah that's another important boundary to have in place is like i do stuff like um because i'm very kind of i'm aware of physical uh 
contact now over the years. Um, and so now, like, because lots of people feel like they want to hug and kiss me. Yeah. And that's not... That's um, not okay. No. <laughs> so I'm very quick in with a handshake. <laughs> Ask. If a couple ask to give me a hug, like, yeah, then, that's, of course. then that's fine. And sometimes I'll ask to give a hug, but I always ask now rather yeah. than, um, you know, just assume that that's something that somebody wants. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of people trying to hug and kiss me and it's, um, yeah, so I, I, I go in for the, uh, the handshake, but also the backwards lean. So you're not going <laughs> in for a handshake and a kiss. It's like, ah, oh, yes, I'm keeping you yeah. at, uh, you know, a metre's distance or whatever. And it sounds like silly, but... Like to, like to think about this well, I think it's not silly I don't know Like no it's not silly I think for a really long time I thought and actually early days of my career the industry wasn't as understanding I remember mm. seeing some like posts in Facebook groups like years ago um, where like a woman had asked you know if you get comments like this at a wedding like how do you feel what's your response and I remember people just being like this is just part of the job like yeah. you just need to have thick definitely, skin definitely have that and now I'm like no like it's detrimental to my mental health I had, to yeah be treated like this I had ex-band members tell me that it was um part of the game <laughs> and just to play the game yeah. And I was like, that's all very well, but you're not the one on the receiving end of, of this kind of behaviour. No. Um, and it just, yeah. And the thing is, you think you have to go along with it. Yeah, well, I did for a really long and time. And even now, I still struggle with, I, like... I, like, went, I would, oh, I don't know what the language around it, harassed, assault, like, I think, I think I was assaulted, actually, yeah. At a gig. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you. I'm sorry. This is, we need to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't think we were going here. But well, I think it was probably because we were talking about boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, it happened like on stage while performing in front of a room full of people who kind of cheered it on. Mm. And I felt in that moment that the best thing to do would just be to carry on performing. You know, like the... The show must go on. I remember you telling me about this. Um, And really what I should have done is literally drop my mic and walked away. But I just didn't feel like I could. And and now I'm kind of... Now that's why I've put that clause in my contract. So you have that backup. You're almost giving yourself permission to not accept that behaviour. Because you put that boundary in place with the client before it's even become a potential problem. And it's something that I can point back to. Yeah, it's like, it's so weird. It's like, I, like the family member who picked me up and was like kissing me on the cheek and stuff last year. And I remember thinking, uh, like afterwards, I remember him being like, um, I, and I remember feeling violated um, and then almost like gaslighting myself and being like, oh, he was just having fun. Like it's mm-hmm. a wedding, like get over it. And then wondering why I feel so anxious and afterwards and it's because like these things stack stack up yeah they do um and you know it's just it and and also being a wedding photographer is quite a weird job because (laughs) you're an outsider Mm. you're you have to like integrate yourself into this wedding which is loads of people who are generally quite close to each other um and then you have to capture it and tell the story but you're also, there's the potential for some weddings where you're making people feel uncomfortable and because they don't like having their picture taken, which means they can then be a little bit 
aggressive mm. towards you. I've definitely heard that a couple of times and it's like, well, um, I'm here to do a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've been paid to be here. Yeah. Like, I'm not here because I like annoying you. Mm. <laughs> the the people who have paid for your day and your drink <laughs> and your food have also paid me, me. to be here yeah. to capture their memories. <laughs> um, and I just feel, yeah, it's, it's a slightly weird job and I feel like it... Um, yeah, it's it, there's so many potential grey areas and not feeling like you have a choice. And I think by having these things in place yeah. before they happen, you are, you, you know, you're setting the expectation, mm-hmm. um, which is really important. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just think boundaries are really crucial. Um, the other thing as well, just mm-hmm. to kind of take Brief. a look, yeah, yeah, bring yeah, it back around to that. Um, like client communication, I feel sometimes that a lot of people, uh, or photographers at least, they don't really have their client communication very well organised. Like they respond to text messages or WhatsApps or Facebook messages or Instagram messages. Like they kind of leave all doors of communication open for the client and then they find themselves almost being like harassed. Okay. <laughs> I think it's really important to decide how you communicate with your clients early on and set that standard early on so I generally all of my client communication is over email I do that as well I just think it's easier to keep track of (sighs) yeah my brain can't handle it if I've got people texting and Facebook messaging and there's something I want to check later yeah like I don't mind my clients obviously they follow me on Instagram and they respond to my stories but that's not the place to ask the things and you know 11 o'clock on a Sunday night is not an appropriate time to <laughs> ask for something and expect a response. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm very clear that from early on, so if I get an inquiry on Instagram, I move it over to email as quickly as possible and that's the place for the yeah. communication. And I don't necessarily respond straight away. I most certainly do my absolute best to not respond late. I have at a night. thing on my um my website contact page. You don't need to be available all the time. Which is basically like um <laughs> I will take up to seventy two hours to reply <laughs> to your inquiry because um and I like I'm I'm like I'm busy. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm doing my job. Yeah. You know, especially like over the weekends yeah. and things like that. It's like would you want me responding to emails at your wedding? Yeah, like, no. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that boundaries are what keep you safe. Yeah, keep you comfy. Yeah, they keep you comfy. Keep you productive. Yes, they do, because then it means you're not being constantly available to people. They keep you happy. They keep your clients happy, and they also help your clients feel safe. Yeah. Um, They help manage expectations. Yeah. Um... It means that you get paid properly. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone has a better experience. Exactly. And it also gives you that fallback when things do go wrong yeah. because you've been clear about what would happen in that eventuality. Mm. Um, and I think you want to be doing this as early on as possible in your career. Yeah. Um, like, you're not here to please everyone. Um, this is your permission. Yeah. We are giving you permission to assert those boundaries before you maybe necessarily thought that you needed them. Exactly. And also boundaries help you feel valued and you're ultimately, if you feel valued, you're going to enjoy your work 
so much more um and also be treated like a grown-up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you get this is not at all about boundaries but do you get this um where uh they ask you what your real job is yes i get this all the time so what do you do with the, like what do you do during the week this no i no i mean like what do you do what's your other job this this, this, this is, is my, my full-time, full-time work <laughs> i get this a lot in dating when i tell them i'm a photographer and they're like yeah but what do you really do and I'm like, what? <laughs> this is my job. So infantilizing. I know. I think it's very. Pro- I, uh, we have like a kind of wedding photographer bingo thing oh, okay. sometimes, which is like yeah. what people say to you at weddings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one of them is, you know, what's your real job? Um, <laughs> who looks after your kids on the weekend? Oh, for God's <laughs> How many pixels has your camera got? <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. Don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, it's there's a whole host of things that people ask you. It is quite entertaining. The real job thing is always quite good. So yeah, that's our little chat about boundaries. Um, we hope that you take something away from it and maybe think about how you want to run your business because I think this is the biggest thing is that you don't work this hard to build something to not have any control or choice mm. over it um it's really really important your um, business is literally no one else's business it's just yours it's just and you yours. can do it you can operate yeah. however you want to operate um and it's worth sitting down and thinking about what that is and what makes you happy and then how you can implement it to make your experience and your client's experience better yeah, that's it. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Oh Snap. Like, follow and subscribe to keep yourself up to date with episodes. And if you're feeling extra, share this episode with someone who might find it useful.